0: Of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to... Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this week is... This week... And this episode is a mini-episode... Tis. ...where we discuss things that are in the news presently.
2: Presently.
1: Um, and I hope you have something good. Because I don't really. Do you? No. It has been a really sad news cycle. I
2: also just, like, kinda last minute did a lot of shit again. (laughs) So I'm, like, grasping at straws a little bit here. Well, we're here Um, to depress you then. I mean, there's kind of, like, some... Like resolution ish to both of these stories, and I have a feeling that one of these you're going to be talking about as well. Okay,
1: um, there was a big. I don't have anything
2: political. Well, okay, technically me, political. Like,
1: yeah, I don't have anything Trump this week. Let's take a break. So we are taking a Trump-free. Ugh, I
2: couldn't. Like, I couldn't do. I couldn't get myself to like read.
1: All this, shit. I don't know. I just like there. I
2: just needed to to read other horrible shit. Which yeah, is what listen, I did
1: because it's not as if Trump didn't do shit. We could talk about this week because he one hundred percent did. Oh, he does shit every day of his life. But and I mean, and some big stuff dropped. But it's just like I was like, you know what? I just don't want to. You know what? Our
2: positives <laughs> this week too will just be our sister solidarity stories. Yes, that we're gonna agreed. Share.
1: Agreed. Okay. Do you remember Brock Turner? Oh, girl, that was on my list. Yeah? Yeah, That was on my list, yeah. Okay, so you already...
2: Oh, my God, girl, look at that bra you're wearing. That's a very sexy bra. Oh, my gosh, your boobs look so
1: cute. Thank you. I'm sorry, I just got so distracted. in just the right spot. By the beauty. The inner inner boob is the best part of my boob, I feel You got (laughs) some good (laughs)
2: outer boob, though, too. Thank you.
1: My goodness.
2: Sorry, guys. I just got so blustered for a second. Okay, so we remember our good pal... Brock Turner. <laughs> I, can't say that, like, I, I was about, I was like, wait, why did I say that? Our fucking enemy, Brock Turner, God, this, aka the scum of the earth. Fucking
1: guy. I can't believe we're still I talking had about this. I such a like. I was just telling Anthony because I was so tired um, earlier today and then I got, like, hopped up on uh, Red Bull. Mm. And so I was, like, bouncing off the walls and, like, yelling at him Mm -hmm. about this situation. Mm -hmm. So tell him what happened, Madigan. Okay. So back in
2: 2015, he was accused of sexually assaulting a girl who was unconscious and intoxicated behind a dumpster at a frat party.
1: And it should be said that... He was seen thrusting on top of an unconscious girl from 30 feet away. So from 30 feet away, people could tell, at a college party, people could tell, like, this doesn't look kosher. From that far away. I'm just saying. No, I know,
2: but I wasn't expecting you to put it that way. So that's kind of the background of the whole thing that if you don't really know. Also, he was convicted to three counts of sexual assault. And I I have to warn you, in this story, there's language that is used, that was used in the court of law. Yeah,
1: trigger warning to anyone who is is sensitive. That is very,
2: yeah. Like, reading it, it was very disturbing. So, his three counts of sexual assault. One, assault with intent to commit rape of an intoxicated woman. Two, sexually penetrating a woman with a foreign object. And three, sexually penetrating an unconscious woman with a foreign object. So, um... He was also required to. Why is sign there up a for distinction the sex,
1: between those two?
2: Um, because it wasn't because she was also um unconscious, so they kind of a- had to add the two together. I mean, because I think it's a separate. Thing. I'm
1: glad that he got two charge, like an additional three, charge. Yeah, but because I,
2: it's because it isn't it, it it is a different. Wow, <laughs> it is a different. Like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Like, I mean, I, charge? Yeah, it's a different charge, which yeah, I Yeah, so you have but, to include all of them. But why is it a different charge? Like, to me, I don't... Putting some kind of, like, arbitrary thing about whether or not you're awake when you're getting... But that's... But it's... No, it doesn't matter. And we're going to talk
2: more about that as this uh, conversation goes on. But to me, there is an added sense of uh, fucked up by this person being unconscious. Not that it isn't fucked up when you are conscious, but like, to me, it's you cannot argue if it was rape or not because this person physically is unconscious, cannot say yes or no. So I'm not saying one is worse than the other, but I understand why they're specifying because they have to. And I think there's a lot of these on that list Mm -hmm. where you have to get as specific as possible or else people are going to find loopholes. People are
1: going to find different things like that. And why are we arguing that he's getting three counts instead of two? (laughs) Well, because I think what it says, I think it says something really fucked up about our legal system that we would need to differentiate between those. Well,
2: there's a lot of things fucked up about our legal system when it comes to sexual assault. So the fact that he was convicted at all—if you want to really, really look for the silver lining—yeah, it's a reach. He got something. It's a huge reach, but he got three. He got six months, and he served three. I like guess six bullshit. months was
1: insane. If, in the to first begin place. with, and because they, so they didn't want to ruin his like swimming career, and or it some was shit. so insane that the judge Aaron Persky actually got recalled, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. He got recalled because they were like this sentence was out of line, like yeah. ridiculous, and then he only served three months. So, all of that is a lead up to, to what we're going to
2: talk about yeah. now. So, this is the title of the article that I read. It said, Brock Turner only engaged in, quote, outer course with sexual assault
1: victim, the lawyer says. Well, and he's not even saying that he engaged in outer course. Like, his direct quote, I think, in here is... Well, oh, I got,
2: I got something. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I, I have a definition of what he says outer course is. Right, I, I have that This guy well. is, his name is Malthop. Yes. And he's a piece of shit. So he describes Outer Course as a version of safe sex that does not involve penile contact and involves people being fully clothed. He claims that they engaged in, quote-unquote, aggressive thrusting as he lie on top of an unconscious, intoxicated, and partially unclothed woman at a frat party. And he claims that the DNA suggested that Emily Doe was conscious when being, quote-unquote, digitally penetrated. How
1: could DNA possibly indicate that? Yeah, and had
2: helped removing her underwear. First of all, DNA cannot determine that. Second of all, when I read the, quote, digitally penetrated, this is what immediately came to mind for me. When we talk about rape as not being... it, It is a sexual sort of violence. But the fact that there is even still the word sex connected to something so cruel and violent can be problematic because it can give people kind of that different, uh, it, it puts a different mark on it. I feel like than if you're saying that he beat her up,
1: you know what I mean? Right. If you, how they classifying t- it as something other than assault.
2: Well, and, that, and I'm sorry, but rape isn't sex. Not sorry. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, and this is the thing is that even if they're claiming that they didn't actually have vaginal intercourse,
1: well They're it's sexual saying, assault regardless it's
2: sexual assault regardless but the thing is is that if he okay i'm sorry if this gets too graphic if he fingered her which is what i'm assuming That's what that means, digitally yeah. penetrated there's no pleasure in that for him Except for the power that he is getting from right. her, yeah. to me that is the definition of what sexual assault is. Because some people will think of it as being like, oh, well they just haven't had sex in a while, they're getting out their sexual aggressions. To me, that is st- strictly a power, um, a power trip that he's on because yeah. well, he isn't. You don't get pleasure from a man doesn't really that way except for if he is trying to just get her power.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. He's trying to feel Well, big. I mean, but I mean, as far as like what rape is, even if you can, I mean, people do like to argue that it's like a, a physically satisfying act for men, but the point of it is power and control, like 100% of the time. It is, and this to was, me
2: shows that there is no real sexual, e- like if this is really what happened, if he just did, I mean, I shouldn't say just, but if he did that, there, you cannot argue that there was anything pleasurable for him. That can't be part of the argument. Oh, well, they
1: were having sex. Well, there was, and you that also... That can't be part of the argument. If, if And if you wanted to, I don't know, make that part of the argument, what you would say is that he was warming her up for something worse. But, you know, like, that's, like, because... Well, and it's because he was charged you, you don't with don't think he would stop. To rape. Of course. Like, he, like if you want to say, if he was just like, it was outer course or whatever, yeah. which is not a fucking thing. It's not a
2: thing, but um, also, like... Honestly, for me, like a foreplay, typically, like the whole "quote unquote" warming up, as you say, is more of it's it's for the woman's comfort. Typically, where I feel like rape a lot of times is like there is no cause of comfort. Like I just feel like that was his way of of feeling powerful and overtaking this person. You know what I mean? I mean, he very well could have that could have been a lead up because I definitely think that it.
1: I think it absolutely was. was. I don't think that you... I don't think that I don't most think that he would people, do that and stop. Right. And and if he had, for whatever reason, say this was the first person that he'd ever done this to... Mm, if he knew that he got away with it... And maybe it was, but if he knew that he got away with it this time, even if he just, quote unquote... Yeah. Physi- like, uh, digitally penetrated her, do you think he's going to stop at that the next time? No, because
2: you constantly are going you to escalate. be escalating. escalate. Yeah. Exactly. So, um... There, this guy is saying that he did not intend to rape the unconscious woman because he engaged in sexual intercourse. So he's saying that because he did that, he he was not intending to, and he's saying that he believes the jury's verdict should be overturned because of lack of evidence. Which is so frustrating because that is something that happens all the time, and it's and he's he's betting well, on that still happening now. Well.
1: I mean, actually, like, it doesn't happen all the time that a jury's verdict is overturned. Usually, they... No, but I mean, in an original case, usually right. they're but saying, that, but oh, that's well, not... lack of but, evidence. Yeah, usually they won't even get convicted yeah, because of exactly. lack of evidence. What he's doing is actually really unusual mm-hmm. that he would think that a, that a judge would overturn the actual verdict that a yeah. jury gave yeah. this guy. Um, and he w- did go on to say that... He called into question the woman's level of intoxication, saying there's no evidence at what point she went from being incapacitated yep. from alcohol to loss of consciousness. So he's basically trying to argue that she was awake when this thing started. It's still rape. And then passed out. But it's still it's, rape. It's still, it's still sexual rape. assault. It doesn't matter. And, and I like that he's trying to argue both perspectives. Like, he's trying to argue but it's not that she... Was a wasn't unconscious, and then he's also throwing out a sentence that says we don't know when she became unconscious. So because even be, if
2: he continues after she is unconscious, even if she, but let's it say has she to be said yes, other, and he's he's exactly. arguing both things exactly. But let's say she says yes in the beginning of it, and they start um, engaging in certain activities, right, and then she becomes unconscious. It's still the same. You have to stop. You stop. You do not continue doing it. This person is obviously on the ground fucking passed out, and you are thrusting on top of her. And people
1: can see this from far away. Yeah. It doesn't matter if she was conscious to begin with. And I'm sorry, the thing that also really fucking pisses me off about this is that Brock Turner has gotten every single, like, opportunity in this case. If it had been anyone other than a... You know, white, you know, well-off jock from Stanford, Stanford, swimmer. Yeah, if it had been anyone else, the hammer would have come down super hard. In this case, he got black six men used months. to be killed. Yeah, well, and he got For raping six, a white woman. Are you kidding? He got six fucking months served. Three, three. months. He got off so easy, and, and the, the judge is worried
2: about his
1: swimming career. The entitlement to come back after that. After you have gotten off so easy and, and it's say, done. People have moved on
2: for the most part. And I mean, you, I'm sure the people involved have course. not. But, like, the the public
1: has kind of, like, moved on a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the worst of it is behind you in that way. And now and you're bringing it up again. You're bringing it back up. You know what I hope happens, and I've, I've heard that this is a thing that can happen. If you're a legal person, email us and let us know if this is the case. But I did hear that if... It goes through the court of appeals. He could be handed down a harsher sentence, so it could I would backfire love on him. I would love trying that. to
2: do this. He deserves every bad thing that comes to him. Him and his family until, are shitty. Until he comes to terms and tries to do what he can to make it right, because I do believe that people there are people out there that can. You have to show some remorse. Can be remorseful for yeah, what they've done. He's exactly. Shown no, he's like shown
1: like none. throughout this entire thing, and this just points out if he was remorseful. If he was sorry at all for what he did, he he would take his time. Yeah. And he would be like, you know what? That's what I got. I got off easy with three months. And this is the consequences of my actions. But because it is so clear by his parents' behavior during the trial, specifically his dad's behavior, that he is so entitled. Very. That he can't handle having received. Any consequences for his actions at all.
2: Because he's probably never gotten any consequences for anything in his life. Yeah. And the thing is, is that by bringing his name up again, really what he's doing is he's keeping that name in our minds. As someone who we fucking hate. Yeah. He's screwed. Like, I I very much feel, unless there's some fucked up woman out there who ends up marrying this man or dating this man, I'm sure there are. But it's like. He is tainting his name all over again. Yeah, he is. We will never forget the yeah. name Brock Turner. Yeah. No, we, we won't. won't. I will never forget that name think, and what is connected to it. Is it
1: in... It's in some dictionary. I think it might be an online dictionary where if you if you search rape, like the definition of it, his yeah. name pops up. There you go. Or in a textbook or something. It's in something. He did this to himself, though, you know, not only in the act itself, but like and this is a shitty thing to say, but, like, a lot of people get raped every day. A lot of rapists are out there every day. Yes. And they don't all have the notoriety that Brock Turner has. Yes. Brock Turner has this notoriety because he's made a name for himself being a fucking entitled piece of shit. Yeah. Like, that no one... Like... It blew our minds that he would behave like this. Yes,
2: and that the and that the and the the media treatment of him. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It was just insane. So the judge rebuked uh, Malthop's... Malthops? Yes. It's a weird name. Attempts to get them to reweigh the evidence in the jury's decision. He says, I absolutely don't understand what you are talking about. Because he's just talking in circles. He's Donald Trumping us well, all. Well, he's presenting a bunch of different, like, this could have
1: happened, this could have happened. And, and, and like, he's like,
2: okay, what do you want me to do with this? And some of them
1: contradict each other. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. make any
2: sense. He, the state attorney general's office argued there was ample evidence supporting the jury's uh, determination of guilt, and the court will issue an opinion of the case within nine. 90 days, which, I mean, it's, it doesn't, I mean,
1: it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah,
2: But the fact that it's all coming up again is just relighting that fire that's making me be like, what the actual fuck?
1: This isn't on my list to talk about today, but I thought I would touch on it with you. Um, I didn't make any notes or anything about it, but did you hear that Larry Nassar got assaulted in prison? He no. He got let out of because he was being kept in solitary. Not solitary, but he was being kept out of general pop. Yeah, they put him in general pop, and <gasps> within twenty four hours, he got like beat the fuck up. Yeah, like uh, it was too soon to put him in general population. It like, was we too soon that. But at the same time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I will like, never say that I, I'm like an advocate for prison violence because no. I think that that whole narrative of just like, I hope you get raped in prison or whatever. No, I is think that's problematic. Up. But at the same time, it is like, dude, again, it's like a Brock Turner situation where it's like you reap what you sow, dude. Yeah. Like you can't, and it's, it, it's, I don't know. It's a very yeah. fraught situation, but at the same time I'm like, well, well, you know, I don't, hmm. I'm not crying into my pillow about it at no. all. Like, you know, like, no. No. It, and in the meantime, it'll probably be a situation where you have to be in solitary, which isn't... And that n-
2: fucking sucks. Solitary is the worst. The it's, worst. It's
1: psychologically really damaging. Yeah. But you did this. You can't be in general pop anymore. Yeah. You know? Wow. Um. Okay, so you the next go. thing I have to talk about is really awful, and it's something I really wanted to touch on just because... I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to go into it. Okay. Yeah. So, Nia Wilson is... She was 18, and our sister, uh, Latifah, who was 26, Mm -hmm. they were changing trains at the BART station, which is the Bay Area Rapid Transit, kind of like the metro station in Oakland, California, on Sunday when a man approached them and stabbed them both. (sighs) And Nia was pronounced dead at the scene, 18. And this girl is not that this means anything, but she was beautiful, oh like gosh. just. Well, you can just it doesn't mean anything if she's beautiful or
2: not. But when we're saying that too, I don't think we just mean no, not aesthetically, just aesthetically. It's kind but of there like... is something about her, kind of like when you see, and again, this is a very you know stereotypical beauty, but like when you see Jean Benet. She was a typical beauty, but she had something to her. Something enigmatic or, you know, that just kind of drew you to that person. Yes. Yes. Like she looked wise beyond her years. She had this look to her. And it's the same thing with Nia. You see her.
1: Yeah. And there's just something very radiant about her. Yes. That's the word. And it's also like youth. Yes. Like she seems like there's something about her where she's it's just a girl like,
2: posting cute selfies right, on Instagram. And you're like, you know you have your whole life ahead of you. And you see those photos of family members yeah. and kids you grew up with that look just like that.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Where you you know that girl. Yeah, I mean and that's I think that's what I mean when I say that she was like a beautiful young girl, where it's like you look at these pictures of her and she looks like, you know, your cousin. Or mm-hmm. she looks like someone that you went to high school with and she's like it looks like a girl who has her entire life ahead of her. Yeah. And so it makes it really hard to see, because it looks like something you would just She's see a on... a normal girl. ...on your Instagram. Exactly. You know? Normal. Um, so, on Monday, John Lee Cole, 27, was arrested for the attack, ending a one-day manhunt. And in that day, because it was like a full 24 hours... Um, Oakland, which is predominantly black, I've got a lot of family in Oakland, um, erupted in protests. Yeah. Because these two women were black and the man who did it was white and it took police a full 24 hours to find him in a place where, I mean, there's security everywhere at the Metro. Yeah. So it became kind of a thing where people were like, why aren't aren't you finding him quicker? Do we know about this guy? Because I, I know about what happened, but I don't know a lot of the backstory. His family... I am not willing to say that I think that this was a necessarily a racially motivated killing. Um, right, we don't know. Killing. I, We don't know that. We don't have enough evidence to suggest that, other than the fact that this guy... Thank you. Other than the fact that this guy is white, and the victims are black. Like, right. we really don't have anything else other than that. But I think... And uh, the family has come out and said that he is bipolar and okay. schizophrenic and okay. has he does have a history of crimes and assault and things right. like that. So it would not be completely out of the question to uh-huh. think that he just lashed out at whoever he right. saw first. right. Um but I think part of the thing the thing that the reason why I still wanted to bring this up, even though, I'm not going to sit here and try and turn this, speculate and turn it completely into a racially motivated thing. You
2: have to think of, you have to think of all the possibilities. Right.
1: Of course. And like, trust me, I am not one to shy away (laughs) from, from it being that, because generally I think that that's a um, very likely conclusion. Um, But the reason why I still wanted to talk about it is because, it's more than just a a was this a racially motivated thing. It's a is there a bias against people of color and the yes. response <laughs> that it takes to solve their crimes? Definitely. Find their killers. Definitely. And all of that stuff. And it and there absolutely is. Yeah. And it so um this I pulled from a Vox article. There's there's a reason though that this tragedy drew so much attention. There really is a solid amount of evidence that police are slower to respond to and solve murders in which black people are the victims. That racial disparity, along with other evidence of racial bias across America, lies in the background of the conversation over Wilson's death, fueling distrust in authorities, willingness and ability to respond to these kinds of killings. So another part of this article says that the statistics bear out the concern. Um, black victims who accounted for the majority of homicides were the least likely of any racial group to have their killings result in an arrest. While police arrested somewhere in 60% of the killings of white victims, they did so in just 47% of black victims. So even though more black people are dying, like being murdered, than any other racial group, they're their ability to have their killers be found is significantly less. I think it's indicative of a, of a deeper issue that we've touched on a lot um, in the recent years with a lot of the, you know, cop killings, and that is the criminalization of black bodies. Yes. And that we have decided that black bodies or brown bodies are inherently dangerous. Yes. And so we care less. Yes. You know, if this had been too blonde girls in the metro, I oh my gosh. I believe that they would have been caught faster. Oh yes. And the uproar would have been bigger. So much bigger. You know, because and you know, part of that is the media. Part of that is yeah. media playing there's into a lot that. of there's a lot of outward um uh,
2: right. Influences there. Yeah. But I there's feel like that it's just out. become in, in all of our minds where there's a lot of people who have very internalized racism who will just be like, well, it's just another black killing. And an I'm not unconscious... saying that's right. Well, I think for a lot of people... But it happens for a lot of, like... Especially maybe cops who don't want to admit that what they've done is wrong or that what their brothers in blue have done wrong, and when it comes to um, other white people, they don't want to make it race like a race issue because then, that, then they have to look at themselves and their own right. racial biases.
1: It groups them in with that group of people. Exactly. It's and the they same don't thing like with that. where
2: you know people can have Islamophobia all day, but the second that they talk about any sort of Catholic man doing something, mm-hmm. you know, that th- that's not a part of the equation anymore. Right.
1: And I think it's. I think it. For the most part, not to give anyone the benefit of the doubt, because fuck you, it's 2018, but I do think for the most part, it's an unconscious bias that... Well, then you have to check yourself. That you need to confront. Because I think we... It is so deeply ingrained on the most base level... Yeah. ...of our society in every way... Yeah. ...that... You have this bias unconsciously, and you mm-hmm. don't always know that you're caring more well, about guys, white people than black people. Don't but you be are.
2: afraid to check yourself. I've checked myself before. Of course. Everyone I'm not going to say that I'm perfect and that I see everything as being. You know, I'm not the most aware person all the time. I'm not perfect. Same. You know what I mean? But what I do is check myself. If I see myself scrolling past an article that I know I need to read, I will go back and I'll say, no, 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 we don't do that. That's not the person we're going to be. I need to educate
1: myself on that. Exactly. And I go
2: back and I read it all and I make sure I get it because I don't want to be, I don't want to be another one of those people. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, something about that story struck a chord with me because... This is a man who is bipolar, schizophrenic, and has mental issues, and it's that is something that is directly affecting my family right now mm-hmm. on a very serious, scary right. level. It, it
1: could be, an, you know. And
2: the thing is, is that we are trying so hard of to course. get this person into treatment and into a place where he can be safe and the others can be safe, but if you are a grown man, you can pretty much sign yourself out. You have to go through a court of law to be um, held by, you know, the clinic. You can't say that you can't just leave. You know what I mean? You
1: can do. Our laws are not set up that way, and it's
2: hard. And this person that in my family has been like all over the country, possibly in other countries. We can't grab this person. You know what I mean? And he needs help and he is refusing help and it's scary. The mm-hmm. things that he's done is scary and I know that's not the person no, that, and that they feel- are, but it's like, that's the thing for me where I feel like the legal system and the mental health system is letting us down because there are people that are dangerous and I don't think that we should be using mental health as an excuse all the time, especially when we talk about gun violence and lots of other things, but also these people need to be held accountable so if you know this person has a history of crime and you know that they have a violent tendency with being bipolar and schizophrenic, that person
1: needs to be taken care of. You can't just let that person go. I know, but it's kind of of, like, I, I understand how it's a really, really tricky issue, because at the same time, I mean, we are coming out of a culture that a hundred years ago, you could just say someone was crazy, mm-hmm. not even a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and just, like, put them in there, and you're like, that's fine, guess we'll just leave you here. Yeah. So the, we are also coming from this, this culture where you cannot just hold somebody. Right. But so there needs even if, to
2: be some. I know, I know. And I don't know There what needs the to be is, a though. doctor
1: that says, no, this person cannot. But if they're better, which if you are in an institution and you are getting medication, you will get better. Yeah. But when you are out... It's your choice. There's no one monitoring whether or not you're taking your medication. It's true. It's true. So you'll get sick again. And, like, yeah. there's... Well, but I mean,
2: like... The reason that it was striking such a chord with me is because this person would be on, like, 72-hour holds and let out. They wouldn't call this person's partner.
1: They wouldn't call any... And it's like what the fuck are you doing? There are gaps in the system for sure it's and they just like, and they it, vary from state well, to state which is also yeah. really hard so if they leave the state you know it's difficult. I yeah. d- I do believe that this guy's family are also victims it's not their fault right. that like this is happening to them yeah. and, and I know how you can get looped in to someone else's shit yeah. whenever you had nothing to do with it.
2: Oh yeah and but, I think that that's something that we all have to remember because we want to point fingers at the whole thing and, and figure out what's wrong but no I think, it, I think it's important to keep the family in of uh, both um the 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 victim and the, victim perpetrator. and the perpetrator's yeah. families in mind yeah. but most definitely the victim's in of course is god of
1: course i mean and the only the last thing i'll say about this is like the greater repercussions of this whether or not it is a black and white issue is that what is happening here whenever because for generations basically since the beginning of america black people have not been treated at in the same way that white people have been their killers aren't caught as faster at all it has created a distrust for police in black communities they don't trust you to do your job nope. when it comes to helping them yep. and so they only believe that when you are around you are there to hassle them yes or hurt them in some way and of course of course, it has caused this kind of like discord. Of course, it has. Yeah. And you can't pin that on just the black community being like paranoid or whatever, because historically, it's super true. Here's the thing: it's Believe also them. it's also been established in um, in studies that have been done about like Holocaust survivors mm-hmm. and um, their families that trauma, PTSD, and trauma can be inherited. It can be passed down. It can be passed down. Mm-hmm. And it does get passed down. It's in your DNA. Yes. So if you are the um, descendant of a slave, if you're the descendant of a Holocaust survivor, that could be not in your DNA, first yeah. of all. And then secondly, it's in your family history. So you're talking about it. You're talking yep. about the horrible things that you went through yep. at the hands of police in the 1960s. And then it's societal. So you're still experiencing parts of that, no matter how small. God. So you're, you know, so it's like... There are issues that are so so much deeper than just like why can't you get over racism already? Yeah, you know, like oh God, don't even um, go there. So anyway, I just wanted to talk yeah. about her and like you know this is for you and your family, Nia, and you know our hearts are our and hearts are with you. Too. And yeah,
2: it was Latifa, right? Let- My God. I want to make sure make sure I'm saying her name right. Latifa, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. My God, well, can I give you one more horrible thing for us to talk about that has somewhat of a happy ending, and then we'll get to happy things? Yes. I know we don't have a lot of time. No, no, no. Go, go. But I think it's important to talk about Demi Lovato. Okay, that was the last one on my list, too. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so the thing that I really want to say... first, I have two things that I really would like to say. First of all, we discussed Demi on this podcast before where I've been critical of her. And I want to make clear, especially now, that my criticism is not on her personally. Or uh, means that I don't care about her or her well-being because I feel very directly connected to some of the struggles that she's
1: been through. How I was I, I think that? it's okay to be critical of her.
2: Like that's the thing is that I don't want people to think that because I've been critical of her in the past that maybe I don't care about what's happening now because I think that people no, would think, "Oh, well you've talked, talked badly about her." I think people so, who think
1: that are thinking along a very one-dimensional. You can be critical of because I I will say I am critical of some of the things that she did. The thing that you're referring to, I'm still critical of her for that. Yeah. Because I think that that was a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. However, you, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can be critical of something someone has done and still have empathy for what they're going through right now. My
2: God. I mean, Keegan texted me yesterday and told me, and I immediately started reading articles and staying on top of it. And I, I so want to also make very, very clearly that we don't know the whole story yet. Yeah.
1: And in case you don't know what we're talking about, because we haven't said it yet. That's true. Um... <laughs> Demi Lovato was hospitalized yesterday. Um, they have a pan- speculated about a the reason overdose. why, th- that it was a heroin overdose.
2: But the family has come forward and said that um, the initial reports on the circumstances have been in- some of it has been incorrect. They asked the public not to speculate. Um, right.
1: Um and the reason why they said that is because there was a drug a drug was it uh, Norvasol? Nar- yeah, something with Some, an N. Something like that. There was a drug that, that was it is a counteract that is typically used to bring somebody down if they're having an overdose from op- opiates. And yeah. someone, and in, she has a history with opiates too. And someone in her circle had it on them. And yeah. came out uh, and and people in her circle said that we weren't sure what was going on with her, but we saw that something was not right, and so we were afraid that maybe she was using again, and so we started carrying it around with us because, mm-hmm. which because you know it's like an EpiPen. Well, almost. she
2: she wrote a song called "Sober." I don't have the lyrics in front of me, but it, it does kind of say, "Look, I've slipped up, and I'm sorry." And she had just performed it like on like last Sunday, and she started crying and admitted that she had a relapse
1: well that it's she was disease. trying to go to
2: meetings again and I mean I honestly the fact that she has continued to work so hard at her recovery uh-huh. she had like six years of being sober and to me that it's not gone that six years to me is still there and as someone who has addiction in her family that a lot of them have never had any treatment or help for and have just struggled their entire lives, the fact that that she is still trying and very open and honest about her pitfalls and still trying means a lot to me. And that shows that she can be an inspiration for people to keep trying.
1: Well, and I think what it does say as well is that it is... I think there's still so... We're still trying really hard in this country and there's such a long way to go in terms of drug use and drug Mm -hmm. users and not demonizing these people because it is, nobody wants to be like that. No. You know what I mean? Like, nobody
2: wants to be like that. But people make mistakes in the heat of the moment or when they're young. Yeah, you know? and
1: especially if you're going through a particularly stressful time, it could be, it is human nature to fall back on those crutches that helped you the last mm. time. I just, God, I feel
2: for her. But you know mm. what? I'm so proud of her at the same time. Because I know she's going to keep, you know, she's mm. okay. She's stable. I know she's going to keep trying. And that, to me, gives me hope.
1: Yeah, and and we want to reiterate that we don't know exactly what happened. We don't. And we don't know if it was heroin or, or what it was. Doesn't but it doesn't matter. It was something that it was horrible something that, that happened. that put her in a state where she needed to recover. Yes.
2: And she's stabilized now. Yes, and she's a so, family, and we need to just send love and hope. But the thing that pisses me off the most are the gossip columnists. Oh, of course. The fire department sold their shit... The information to TMZ. The fire department. Did
1: so the whole department, or did someone at the
2: department? Someone it? at the department. Yeah. They say the fire department of Los Angeles said it was a 25
1: yeah. year old female. Blah, blah
2: blah blah. It was one person. What
1: the? And yeah, I I agree, but. That's people for you, right? I'm not trying to yeah. say
2: that it's, but I'm, but I'm saying I want to have more hope in people who are the people who are supposed to be saving our lives. I know. Yeah, to not be telling you, oh well, yeah, fucking me too. But let me we... get some money off of this shit. Like what the fuck? And the fact that this whole heroin thing has spun out of control and then every gossip columnist is talking about it and we don't even know what happened. To me, it's like, let me make money off of people's tragedies. Well, and yeah. It, it happens every day. I'm not saying it doesn't happen every day. And not all it journalists. Just... It's not a blanket statement about journalists. But, I mean, that is true. But, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen every day. But it was a reminder to me of the fact that it does happen all the time. Yeah. This is something that this person is surviving through and that we need to hear it from that person before we start speculating. And, you know, we are going to speculate as people what we think happened. And, you know, the family is saying that they don't want the public to speculate. And I think that means that they don't want us to be publicly speculating. I am not here to say what I think happened. I'm here to say that I'm so sorry that it did happen. Yeah. And that I hope so much that she is able to pull through and continue to be an inspiration for those who are struggling and wanting to get better.
1: Yeah. That's my hope. I mean, but here's the thing, like, and I know we're running really long and we're going to wrap this up, but, like, that's, and I don't mean to be this person who's always, like, fucking negative, and I'm not, I don't don't think I'm a super negative person in general. Like, I, I believe in people and I believe in the goodness of people, but I also believe that that's, Human nature, like in a lot of it ways, is. that's it human is. nature
2: that you have to fight against that. But we also have to realize that we have a flaw in our society that is, uh, makes money off of, yeah, gossip. Well, I don't buy magazines anymore. No, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't
1: either. And the thing is, like, I had something happen in my life that w- was traumatic, it was super traumatic to me and my family, and like, yeah, they, they, journalists don't leave you alone yeah it, at the worst time in your life the worst time in your life they swarm yeah and they pester speculate. you and they speculate and they make and lies and stories whatever is going to sell their their newspapers yeah and they they don't let you have a moment to just adjust yeah so and i think there's a fine line
2: i think you can be a journalist and you can be Uh, someone who shares the news and still have
1: sympathy and empathy for people. Of course. It's not a blanket statement about all Mm -mm. people of that profession. It's just to say that. and, And you know what? It's not even just about them. It's about us. It's about what it says about us as a society. Yeah. Because the truth is they wouldn't write it if we didn't read it. Yep. Like, so. Which is
2: what I'm saying is that I've tried really hard to not, you know, if it's the articles that are saying this, we think this may have happened, we think that might have happened, that's. Just me getting my. That's news. That's news. That's me yeah. trying to figure out what happened. But I'm not going to click on the Gossip Gossip columnist. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not going not to TMZ. We're not doing. We're not buying OK Magazine. No. Nope. Yeah.
2: I don't care, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feed into that stuff anymore. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah.
1: So, can um, we, can we yes, end this on something positive? let's end positive? it on something positive. In fact, let's just talk about, rather than read one and also do one, let's just talk about our experience at our live show. Yes. Because I think that that's awesome and it makes us feel really good. And... Our Sister Solidarity life yes. story. so this is Madigan um, and I's Sister Solidarity story that on, when we went to our live show, uh-huh. which was a couple of weekends ago. It was now, last Saturday.
2: Saturday so it was, bef- like, a week and a
1: half ago. Yeah, Saturday before yes. last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever. <laughs> when we got there, we were doing it with another podcast. Yes.
2: I was running late. I had to work before and after the show, so Keaton got there before me
1: just... Saying. Yeah. So I was <laughs> involved in this first part. Okay, well, I was going to include you but when no, I No, <laughs> I'm try- I'm being honest, Keegan. When I arrived, um the other pod the girls from the other podcast were there already and they were like super sweet,
2: Ashley and Lauren.
1: And super super like um helpful right away. Like, they came up to me right away, and they were like, hey, we have our microphones, we just have to figure out how the sound system works, do you want to just use our microphones through the sound system? And then they're like, oh, and we also have, like, a little mic that we can set up in the back for overall sound. And I was like, well, I have a mic, and Madigan's bringing a mic stand, and I have a portable recorder, so if we can use your microphones to perform with, we can set up my mic in front of the speaker and get a live recording. Yeah. Um... And just, like, right away, we were so... It was just really cool to be with other girls. Y'all were on top of your
2: shit when I got there. Like, I got there with ten minutes, maybe? Yeah. Before, and I was hot and couldn't find parking and was, like, uh, needing a Xanax (laughs) and freaking out. And um, the fact that, you know, they were... I I didn't even introduce ourselves. You know, we did not even have an exchange. But the fact that I automatically kind of felt like a sense of um like oh we we get it we're already, a team, We're yeah. a team already, like, not even needing that introduction, but kind of knowing already what we were doing yeah, together. Yeah, it was, it was
1: really cool to feel like we were this, like, team, like, we were in it together. It wasn't just, like, I'm going to do my thing, you guys do your thing, and we're not going to, like, engage with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, we are the four of us, like, in this together uh-huh. to, to do this thing because it was both of our, you know, first, first time. live shows. I
2: mean, I didn't know that about them. And honestly, like, coming in late... <laughs> I'm I'm always a little bit intimidated because that's my competitive nature from being a figure skater for so long, but like not competitive as in like I want to be better than them, but just like you don't want to be worse. I don't want to be worse. You know what I mean? Like oh my God. and we went first. Of
1: course, same. I'm oh always my that god, way. I was freaking
2: out that day, but the fact that they were so fucking cool. And so wonderful. Yeah. Made me feel, made my anxiety of that day
1: go way down. Yeah. And they worked so, to
2: make sure we were
1: comfortable and okay. Oh my God. You know, which yeah. Was really
2: and they, cool. were, they were so sweet and lovely. And I want to hang out with them again. But um, yeah. And the fact that they were so supportive and, and attentive while we were speaking, too, yeah. was really cool because I was very nervous that everyone was going to be... I mean, I, like, saw a few people on their phones and, that's like... that's everywhere. I know, but I was like, God, don't look up. Like, I just kept trying to focus on you the whole time because I was so nervous, mm-hmm. but the fact that I could see them being so attentive and reacting, and then I you know, was so attentive to them. Like, I've been binging their show like fucking
1: crazy. Their show's really good. So we're talking, I don't know if we said it already, but the Keep It Weird podcast. Keep It Weird, guys, so listen good. to it. Uh, we'll put their promo in this episode yeah. so that you guys can hear it. If we haven't, if you haven't already heard it, it we'll put it at the
2: end. It is so good, you guys. I am the pickiest
1: podcast person ever ever. Their quality is top-notch. Production quality, amazing.
2: And honestly, okay, so my mom gives me podcast suggestions all the time. I'm meaning about it, but I'm really critical. They're fucking perfect. Yeah. Their concept, while being something that's very popular, they have personalized it in a way that I think is really great. Yeah. They have, like... They're funny. They have guests of them. They're so funny. Yeah. Oh, that was like, they made me feel subconscious. Like, oh my God, I was not
1: funny at all. Well, we did a different thing. That's I know. Thing. I think it's a good example. That live show, I think, was a really good example about how you can be equal but different. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can do different things and still be um, equally as great at the thing yeah. that you did. Because right. what we do is very different from very what they different. Did.
2: But you know? I I loved it so much. Um, as soon as Ashley started talking about her mom, I was like, girl, I like, get you. <laughs> Relatable. Relatable. So uh, we wanted to, that was our sister solidarity. And I got to say, so Keegan left early.
1: Yeah, I had a wedding to go to. I, I had a wedding to go to, so and I believe.
2: She left me with like the little recorder and the microphone and the mic stand. And I'm like, Ashley, what the fuck do I do? She's like, I don't fucking know. Press that button. And I'm like, okay, I'll press that button. And well, like, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. And we were, we were like, try. Figure it out, and like they—they they really were just so lovely. And I was like, "Like, we're going to move our stickers here, Do you want to yeah. move your stickers there." And I, like,
1: I think it's an example of being invested in someone else's success. Like, I was invested in them succeeding, yes, as much as I was invested in us succeeding. And
2: also a good example of the fact that your own shit doesn't always have to be the priority, other people yeah. should at the same time yeah. can be the priority. You're in it together. You're yeah. in it together and um it didn't even seem like an us versus them situation. No. And I, I cannot say enough how obsessed I am with their podcast. <laughs> I started with their Holly Weird episodes because that's what they did at the live show. It's brilliant. It's so good.
1: They were um, so smart. Like, I, I remember being a little intimidated by how smart they were. So They got
2: their shit together. <laughs> we don't always have our shit together, nurse. Um, so, Yeah. So, yeah,
1: thank you guys. Thank you so much. Like, honestly. We we love you. From the bottom of our hearts. From the bottom of my butt. And this has been a super long
2: mini episode. Oh, cut it down, Anthony. (laughs) Chill out. Calm down. Stop yelling at me. Anthony, stop. (laughs) Anthony, stop. Okay, you guys. We're done. We're not going to do anything else. I am so wetting, and I had to keep my shirt on because I'm not wearing a bra today. I
1: mean, you can take it off if you wanted. Just free
2: boob it? Yeah, why not? My boobs are really big right now because I have my period, too. They would have been super, like, luxurious. Yas. Yas, queen. Um, So, guys, we're doing Reviews Day Tuesday. And I feel like it's important to bring it up because if you leave us a review on iTunes, especially the newer ones, they will for sure be featured on our Instagram. For sure. Keegan makes a really pretty picture out of it. Mm -hmm. Makes it look super cool and official. She's going to post it on every Tuesday, a different review. And um, uh, send us your stories, your sister solidarity, your coming out stories. If you want to say hey, if you like something we said... If you didn't like something we said, and you want to be nice about saying a correction... A- a calling us in on it. Thank you, Keegan. <laughs> um, our email is neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at angryneighborhoodfeminist. Our Twitter is yamp podcast Y-A-N-F podcast. Uh, um, we have a Facebook group that I don't check enough, and... What else? Guys, we we want to. I want to start doing Patreon really bad.
1: Oh, yeah, we're going to. We're going we're, to. We're going to put our live show on Patreon when we get a Patreon. Yes. <laughs> if you're wondering why we have not put that up, we're putting it up on our Patreon as bonus content. Right, and if you guys have something that you want to hear,
2: let us know or talk about, especially if there's something to do with bonus content. If it's something like a whole other, um, not subject, but side that we're not covering that you'd like to have bonus content on that you would be willing to pay a couple bucks for let us know because we're brainstorming right now but all in all the things that we put out there are the things that we feel that you're really going to enjoy so feel free to let us know uh um do you have anything else to say yeah, that's it i think i mean we i guess covering like, the bases yeah like with that we encourage you to, to rage, rage on and... bye bye guys
0: What is it that makes us so afraid of what we don't understand? We're setting out to investigate everything strange and unusual in our world. If they have the technology to get here, they're not coming here to like observe us to be like, Ooh, what can we learn? We invite guests that bring their different perspectives on the supernatural. I mean, especially considering the fact that the overwhelming majority of UFO sightings and documentation occurs within miles of nuclear testing facilities. Yeah. They bring their own personal encounters with the paranormal. All of a sudden, I feel this whoosh of wind and this
1: ringing in my ear so loud yeah. that makes me stand up straight. And I look at my dad to just stand up too. And we both had this moment of, you know, maybe we should get out of here.
0: Something doesn't Ooh. feel right. And something woke me up and told me, Ashley, there's someone in the closet. A few months into living at the new house, I was woken up to the lamps being on and the snow globe music box going off. Hello. And most of all, we just have a ton of fun. Jacques would never eat, not a single bite. Just sip from his glass of wine. He
1: was a vampire. He He's was a vampire.
0: Hundred percent
1: a vampire. Holy buckets.
0: So, I have a bathroom ghost that follows me. You know who else has a bathroom ghost? Who? Harry Potter. My name is Ashley, and this is my co host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. And you are listening to Keep It Weird.